Wealth management is not just for the wealthy. Everyone is entitled to their best retirement possible. Welcome to The Retirement Engineer with Jim Cruzan, your path to a bigger, bolder retirement. Brought to you by Caden Wealth Management, a firm that specializes in serving the mobility technology industry. In this podcast, we help you maximize your resources and engineer your best retirement through a process-driven approach so you can get the little things right. Drawing from years of expertise, Jim and his guests will simplify complex wealth management strategies and explore actionable ideas to help you protect your hard-earned wealth and take control of your future. Now, on to the show. Face your future with confidence and control. A retirement plan can help with that, and you don't have to be wealthy to ask a financial advisor to work with you on that plan. Your host, Jim Cruzan, has actionable steps he has used for 40 years to help clients to a bigger, bolder retirement. I'm Patrice Sikora. Jim, I have to clarify, those 40 years, are they your career or the collective experience of your team? Yeah, I'm glad to say those 40 years are all mine. I uh, graduated from college, worked for a couple of years at a, uh, at a local bank, and then I uh, got securities licensed in 1983. That is uh, 40 years ago this year. Wow. I suppose if we were to look at the uh, sum total of our uh, professional team's experience, uh, it's probably well over 100 uh, years. That's kind of scary, but I, I love it. It makes me feel confident in you. I would hope so. We've uh, we've seen it all. All right. Speaking of seeing it all, tell me a little bit about what you've done. Have you uh, what um, numbers or letters do you have after your name, and and what kind of publications have you been in? Yeah, I, I'm a a certified financial planner certificate. Uh, I'm also a chartered retirement planning counselor. So we're really focused more on retirement planning and building bigger, bolder retirements. We've developed over the years a a team of 16 individuals. And thankfully, with, with the help of the, the team, I've been able to make a, a number of the, uh, the important lists, the Forbes, the Barron's list, other accolades along the way. But it's really not just me. It's, a, it's very much a team effort. We manage client relationships on a team basis. Nobody here is on their own developing their own practice. It's all for the benefit of Caden Wealth and our Caden Wealth clients. How did you get into the business in the first place, and what makes you so passionate about this? Yeah, I had a uh, I had an epiphany actually in college. It, it really started way back in in my youth. I uh, I grew up in a, a small town in Northwest Indiana, in an area that's often referred to as the the region. Uh, it's a blue collar industrial part of the uh, the country. Uh, the big industries are steel mills and oil refineries, and uh, our, our childhood home, my memories always included my, my mom, my dad, and siblings. And we had a, a, a grandfather, my dad's dad, and a, a great uncle, my dad's mother's brother, who also lived with us. And while that was somewhat strange, it, it worked and it was a happy existence, but there wasn't a, a ton of money. And I really can't remember vacations and those kinds of things. In fact, my mom fashioned a, a couple of bedrooms for my grandfather and uncle in the uh, in the basement. And the basement was really quite small and cramped to begin with. And then I didn't think much about it until my my uncle passed away. And I, I asked my dad, you know, what was the what was the story about all this? And uh, he said that although my grandfather, who was a, a toolmaker, 
made great money in the day. He was just a horrible manager of money. In fact, uh, my my parents as uh, as newlyweds had to uh, move into our childhood home. It was my grandfather's home that he was about to lose. And my parents kind of bailed that out. And uh, that stuck with me. And then I, I, I go off to college with the idea I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to help folk. And uh, about halfway through my undergrad, I, I was reading an article in, in Sports Illustrated about Mark McCormick. Uh, Mark was a, an attorney and a sports agent, started a, a firm called International Management Group, and he developed this division to help his clients who were athletes to put money away, to grow wealth, mm-hmm. to conserve wealth so that they would have something when they left their respective sport. And I thought, wow, that is really interesting. And it was an epiphany at that moment. I thought, wow, I could help people positioning themselves for a better retirement. And it kind of melded my past with what I was hoping was my future. And it was the very next quarter I go into the university. I changed my majors all up and uh, (laughs) graduated uh, in my junior year, which was quite a feat. And uh, you know, graduated with a degree in in, in finance, and and the rest, as they say, is is history. That's a fantastic story, absolutely. Yeah. So you really found your calling. Yeah, uh, we're really passionate about the retirement planning. We think everyone deserves a, a bigger, bolder retirement, and uh, our job is to try to align the resources and maximize as much as we can, and provide as much efficiency so they can do it. So what prompted you to do a podcast? And ah, and I'm going to ask you this one too. Why is this podcast going to be different from all the others that are out there? Yeah. Uh, it, it may be debatable whether the world needs another podcast, let alone <laughs> another financial podcast. Um, I, I think these days, you know, a lot of advisors worry a lot more about the, the money, what they will have to invest and how they will invest it. The way I look at retirement planning It's really more of, well, in in mathematics, there's a concept called chaos theory, where all these, at the time, unattached, unrelated decision points, which seem perhaps trivial or meaningless at the time, manifest down the road into great things. So down the road, your retirement, the bigger, bolder, more adventuresome retirement, or something that's somewhat compromised is really directly related to a lot of these decision points that we're faced with along our journey. And in this podcast, we really want to focus in on those decision points, the strategies, tactics, techniques that can be applied, the common mistakes that hopefully can be avoided, and also provide the listener with some action items that they can take themselves and apply to their own situation in the hopes of creating a bigger, bolder retirement for themselves. Who are the people that you work with mostly? What kind of person is it? Yeah, our practice, uh, although we, we, we certainly, our skill set is certainly transferable, the vast majority of our clients uh, belong to what I would call the mobility technology industry. Uh, that would be automotive, aeronautical engineering, defense contractors. Think of it as men and women who design, engineer, and manufacture Mm. modes of technology that move people or things from one location to another. 
And over the years, many of our clients have left traditional automotive and are working for companies like Apple and Tesla, working on electrification and, and really working on some really incredible technologies. Because our client base is engineers and scientists, we're also very process-oriented. Because our clients generally have accumulated their wealth slowly over a career, 30, 35, perhaps 40 years of denying spending and putting it away in some type of a corporate plan, that money is personal. It's quite a bit different than an advisor who perhaps would be working with an entrepreneur who decides someday to sell the business his mm -hmm. grandfather started, and here's a check for several tens of millions of dollars. What can we do? Our clients have accumulated a great deal of wealth but they wouldn't be necessarily super wealthy. As a result, every decision, every strategy has to be on point. Whereas the greatly wealthy can make a number of mistakes along the way and they'll still be perfectly fine. So our focus is really on what we can do to enhance retirement by just doing a little bit better job. Is that basically your evolutionary wealth process? Correct. Because we work with so many engineers, we are very process-oriented. I would say that our process is not necessarily that different than many other financial planning firms. If you're a certified financial planner certificate, you generally will have a, a five or so step process. Our process happens to be six steps. And I'm not going to go through each of those steps, but I will focus on both the first step and the very last step. Our first step is what we refer to as explore the possibilities. In many cases, that step is referred to as discovery elsewhere. And in that step, to a large degree, it's primarily let's share data. What do you got? Where? How much do you need? And when do you need it? Our focus is a little different. Sure. That information is important, but we really want to take a step back. We really want to say, how do you envision your retirement? And now let's see if we can envision it bigger. What would that look like? I've been playing with this concept of supersizing. <laughs> Think of it as supersizing one's retirement. You know, you can stand in line at a Starbucks or you can go through a drive through at McDonald's. And for a little bit more effort, in this case, it's money, you get a bigger experience. Mm -hmm. You get bigger fries. You get a, a larger latte. Well, what if we applied the same idea to retirement planning? What if we more effectively used strategies, techniques, tactics? What if we did a little bit better job of avoiding common mistakes? What if we paid more attention to the investment side of the equation and avoid some common downside risk? All of those things, those efforts may in fact supersize one's retirement and allow them significantly more experience. And at the end of the day, isn't that what retirement is all about? And then the very last step, we refer to as strategies and tactics. 
And it's really just simply the cadence of meetings that we would have with the client. One, two, three reviews where the focus is really, hey, how are we tracking toward that bigger, bolder retirement? And has something happened along the way that might cause us to have to refine or modify or adjust? And, and that's the process that we use. And we have a number of deliverables that will help our clients identify where they are, what's been accomplished, and what more is there left to do. Now, in an earlier conversation, you mentioned local, liquid, transparent. Explain that. Yeah. If, if, uh, if a potential client came in the office and said, hey, okay, what at the end of the day, how are you really all that different? Because you invest money, you provide advice, everybody else down the road says the same thing. So how are you really different? And, and I, I will often use that term, well, we're, we're local, liquid, and transparent. And, and what I mean by that is these are some of the core values that we have as it relates to what we will do, what solutions we'll have for our clients. When I say liquid, what I'm referring to, or rather, when I say local, what I'm referring to is the fact that we actually manage money for our clients internally. We make those decisions here in-house. We're not an advisory firm who decided to offload uh, the investment responsibility to a third party. And that's important in my mind, because if a client said, hey, Jim, why are you doing this? Or why is the portfolio structured like so? I have six individuals who sit in every Monday on an investment policy meeting, and they know exactly why we did what we did, because they helped formulate the strategy. Mm -hmm. Completely different than an advisor who is offloading responsibility. That communication, that dialogue would be more like, great question. Let me call the liaison at the investment firm. See if he can talk to the portfolio manager and I can ask the question then, and hopefully he'll have the time to answer and then he'll come back to you. And if I remember that you asked the question in the first place, I might eventually get the answer down to the client. Maybe two or three weeks of out. Quite a bit different. So that's local. Liquid, there's absolutely nothing that we would use as an investment solution that I can't get out of today. And that's a big statement because today there's so many products being sold that have liquidity restrictions, that have a two-year tie-in, annuities that can have as much as a 10-year surrender charge, assets that might not even have a secondary market, which means clients are stuck until they eventually liquidate. Things change way too rapidly. Events within the client's world, tax structure, fiscal, monetary policy, and to have something with illiquidity just absolutely doesn't make sense in our mind. And then the last is transparency. And that's really two issues. One, there's a tremendous amount of transparency in terms of how we charge, what the fees look like how the fees are calculated, and those are identified on our statements and in black and white. But there's also a tremendous amount of transparency as to the strategies we use, the thoughts around those, and why. And a really telltale sign is when times are troubling, 
and there's a tremendous amount of angst in the marketplace, all we have to do is measure the number of panicked or concerned calls we get from our client base. And currently, we have 715 families that we work with all across the country. And we get very, very few calls because we're engaged. The clients understand what we're doing. They understand why we're doing it. And they understand what the value proposition is. So local, liquid, transparent. All right. Thank you for that. Now, the name of your firm, Caden Wealth. Spell that for me. And where did you get that name? Yes. Caden Wealth is K-A-Y-D-A-N. That's two A's, no E's, (laughs) uh, which is a common misspelling. So uh, I named Caden after after my two children. Our daughter is Kaylee, and our son is Brendan. And uh, it was shortly after Brendan's birth that I renamed the firm Caden. And at the time, you know, I was thinking of other names, and I knew I didn't want to name the practice after my own name, Suzanne Financial or something to that effect. Also, at the time, it seemed like every other financial planning firm was Summit This, Apex That, yes. Monument So-and-so, or, yes. right, right, exactly, or if they were really clever, they used some obscure Greek or Latin name to mean something of greatness. And all I wanted to do is create a firm that was hopefully easy to pronounce, easy to remember, easy to spell. It doesn't mean anything to anybody, but it means the world to me. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. I love it. And now I did say you would have actionable steps in your podcast. So let's start with this very first podcast. What is something a listener can do right now? Maybe go to your website. Do you have resources there? We do. We have a, a tremendous number of resources. We've been developing videos and have, uh, have uh, deliverables as well. So the best thing to do is just simply reach out, go to our website, cadenwealth.com, remember K-A-Y-D-A-N wealth.com. You can also call us 1-800-638-6900. And you can also find this on all the social media uh, sites. And now something else you can do to take some action, follow or subscribe to this podcast and make sure your friends and colleagues know about it too. All you have to do is share. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to The Retirement Engineer with Jim Cruzan. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.cadenwealth.com or give us a call at 800-638-6900. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of Jim Cruzan and this episode's guests, not necessarily those of Caden Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.